From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right. We are the new definition of color commentary, and we are still in the midst of celebrating our one-year anniversary this week. Uh, and we're having ourselves a heck of a time, and it is anything but dull. And before we get into the big news of the day, you can always send us email in blackandright at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, and I would encourage you to visit inblackandright.net. We've made some changes. We've made some improvements. We're a little bit leaner and a little bit meaner, uh, but still... It's still a lot of fun, and our online store is going to be going through a major league expansion, I'm hoping, uh, by the uh, end of this month. So uh, keep visiting. We're going to have new merchandise. We're going to have specials and sales, all sorts of fun things. And with that all said, well, of course, the big news of the week is still the big news of the week. Uh, as of 2.30 Eastern Standard Time, uh, yeah, I'm afraid we've got Kevin McCarthy, uh, who is now 0 for 8. It's not quite official, but it's, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's still evident. He has still not made the, uh, the, num the magic number of 218. But according to reports, there actually have been some among his uh, detractors and critics who I think made a switch over to McCarthy uh, because of the marathon negotiations that have been going on between the Republican conference and all the various camps. So, and I do believe, and I will get a confirmation on this, that one of those of the, I guess the quote-unquote Taliban 20, according to the mainstream media and their cute little uh, insult, one of them seems to uh, have been Lauren Boebert, a definite anybody but McCarthy uh, a supporter. But my, I don't know. I'm going to get confirmation on this. And if she did switch her vote to McCarthy, I've got to ask, what happened? I mean, someone who is hardcore, I'm not going to vote for McCarthy, then all of a sudden switch? Uh, that one's definitely going to require a little bit of delving into it and diving deeper into this. Uh, and so now, uh, even though the eighth round of voting is not quite there, not quite finished, but... Well, this is going to be interesting uh, to see what happens. Now, as far as McCarthy goes, apparently, Brother Elon over at Twitter apparently has tweeted his support for McCarthy. And I'm thinking, okay. You know, now, Comer, uh, James Comer of Kentucky, 
apparently, um, you know, he's expected to become the chair of the overs the House Oversight Committee, and apparently he's putting out the uh, uh, the call to you know elect McCarthy. Now President Trump uh, has kind of well you know. He's uh, he, he's kind of been behind the scenes, but he's apparently said that, you know, Representative Byron Donalds of Florida will have his day, but not now. And, and of course, the New York Post, which, by the way, is owned by the Murdochs. That's right, the Murdochs. Now, Murdoch? Uh, News essentially News Corp. The New York Post, Fox News, the Wall Street Journal are all owned by the uh, by the Murdoch family, and it's just and they are essentially just being real snots, just like Newt Gingrich has been because he's been on Fox talking of, and now here we have. Uh, these the New York Post blasting Republican saboteurs. I'm going. This is exactly why I'm really starting to consider not being a Republican anymore. I will be a conservative and I will be an independent conservative. But it's the type of foolishness. The type of this is high school stuff, people. And for a guy like Newt Gingrich, who I respect tremendously, to pretty much go after these 20 who are not going to support, uh, who aren't going to support uh, McCarthy, to call them names, to call them saboteurs, to call them domestic terrorists, I mean, this is stupid. It is absolutely freaking stupid. Now, I know politics is a full-contact blood sport. I get that. I've been around that world for around 30 years, okay? So, the long knives coming out is not really a problem. But one thing that a lot of these yahoos, who are really getting on my last nerve, who are talking about, oh, you know, criticizing those who are opposing McCarthy, can you kind of get over yourselves and think a little? Okay? And I even wrote a post about this on my Facebook page that many of these people who are just calling these 20, I guess, rebels, radicals, or whatever, Calling them whiny babies, it's like, uh, you might want to look in the mirror first. Because if you're going to be talking about whiny babies, it's like, you better not agree with those who are calling them whiny babies. Because there's a lot to this that is driving these 20, I guess, rebels. It's a, and I talked about it on my post. There's this thing that we have called credibility. That's right, credibility. And without credibility, there is absolutely zero reason that you should trust anybody. And believe you me, 
if you actually did a little bit of study about McCarthy's history, he tried for the speakership a few years ago, but he didn't have the votes then. And so he said, okay, fine, step inside and coming up with a consensus candidate, which turned out to be none other than Paul Ryan. Now, Paul Ryan got so crazy after, you know, a couple of years of this, he, he really didn't want to be speaker, but he did it anyway. But it only took him a couple of years and says, I'm not only resigning as speaker, I am leaving Congress altogether. So, okay, so now here we go again. McCarthy wants to be speaker. He has the endorsements of President Trump, uh, former Vice President Mike Pence, and he even got Elon Musk, okay? So, for those who griped, for those who complained and whined about the whiny babies of the Freedom Caucus, you better rethink some of this because these people are trying to protect you. You, the grassroots, who knocked on doors, registered voters, gave little whatever you had to your favorite candidate. So basically what they're trying to do is keep McCarthy accountable. If it takes nine votes or 90 votes, to get there. But I'll tell you what, if McCarthy goes back on any of the many things that he had to promise to all kinds of people, if he has to do that, do not be surprised. And if he does uh, kind of Indian give on some of these concessions that he made, I'm gonna laugh my butt off and say, to quote the great Rush, the late great Rush Limbaugh, see, I told you so. I'm sick of this. We, as a country right now, cannot afford, and I mean literally and figuratively, the crap and the games that the swampy left and the cartel, the political cartel and the uniparty have done to this country. We are staring a sovereign debt crisis square in the face. And if we do not get our house in order, 2023 is gonna be just straight up ugly, okay? I'm just not going to sugarcoat it. It's just gonna be ugly. And I don't want it to be ugly if we can possibly avoid it. Which, it's already bad enough that Mitch McConnell and the Uniparty over in the Senate have screwed the house especially when it came to appropriations, until September. So we got to deal with nine months of this. The only weapon left for to save the country and to maybe save the economy is the debt ceiling. And I can assure you, there are a lot of swamp creatures in D.C. who are scared spitless. They're scared because they're going to make McCarthy stand up and if they and if he doesn't do his job and and stop any increase in the debt ceiling oh man it's going it's going to get ugly it's going to get ugly even before 2024 now these 
rules about the motion to vacate the speaker. I mean, McCarthy has to have pretty much a political political guns to his head because left unchecked, he will turn and revert back into the swamp creature, the creature of the cartel that he has been. And this is why you've got all these people who are listening to their constituents and saying, no, we don't want McCarthy. Hell, even uh, Rich Barris, People's Pundit, has polling uh, from Rasmussen. 41% of Republicans don't want McCarthy as Speaker. 41%. Now, granted, that's not a majority, but it's more than those who want McCarthy, and that's 35%. So, frankly, I'm going to see what's going to go on. But, frankly, the sniping needs to stop conservatives. It needs to stop. Because if you don't keep people like McCarthy, a creature of the cartel and a creature of the swamp, for God knows how long, yeah, don't be surprised if things go wacky when he deals with Schmucky Chucky and Mitch, the son of a <clears throat> McConnell, in the Senate. And apparently, well, if the Senate doesn't well, to hell with the Senate. Most of them need to burn anyway. Especially what they did with that hideous omnibus bill. So I have no, absolutely no sympathy, empathy, or anything else for the Senate. Especially the Senate Republicans who betrayed the American people. I have no sympathy for you. So I don't know. I'm kind of getting a little... Oh, I don't know, maybe a little bit salty myself, getting a little bit frustrated watching this whole process. Now, the process doesn't really blow my mind, but for so many people, especially so-called conservatives, to start whining and griping and sniping like this, look, we if you don't get the right speaker, if you don't get the right leadership, None of this is going to matter. And if you want to get it over and done with, that's part of the, how we got into this mess in the per first place. We Political expediency. We need to get it done. We need to get it done. We need to get it done. It's like, well, that's how Paul Ryan got the speaker. And look what he did to the GOP in 2018. He lost. He lost. So yeah, so don't be in such a freaking microwave hurry to get McCarthy a speaker. No, 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 don't be. Because whoever is speaker is going to have a whole heck of a lot to deal with. Not just dealing with appropriations, investigations, oversight, subpoena power, and all of this other stuff. You know, we've got a country to fix. We have an economy that's a mess, a border that's even a bigger mess. Oh, and a uh, little side note, now apparently, clueless Joe Biden, two years after he got into office, has now actually gone to the border. Ooh, somebody pinch me. This is like a fantasy. And yet, he... 
he knows he's got a or may I don't know if he really even is aware that we have a major crisis at the border and El Paso cities like El Paso in Texas are nothing more than homeless camps it's awful for the people of El Paso the citizens have to deal with this crud this is just ridiculous absolutely straight up ridiculous and if you don't have a speaker that's going to get things done and and frankly you know forget Schumer forget McConnell because you know trying to please Chucky Schumer now you know that's going to require complete and total capitulation because that's what bipartisanship is in the mind of a real schmuck like Chuck so no I'm gonna be just me and the fact that you've got Biden at the border well far too little way too late especially now that he wants to take the asylum process and expand it I mean I'm sorry but these are not asylum seekers the vast majority of them the vast majority at least 95% maybe more they are not asylum seekers they're gaming the system these are economic migrants who they figure hey we're here and we can stay uh-huh yeah and do what hmm do what get spread out all over the country bringing down wages making it even more difficult for the working poor for America Hispanic Americans for black Americans there and and apparently you got some of these economic pointy-headed yahoos who are thinking that oh more immigration oh it's gonna be so wonderful it'll bring down inflation and blah 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 I'm thinking what have these people have these people been smoking crack it's not going to help inflation was a mess even before all of these ignorant um, illegal immigrants showed up and it's not getting any better I mean sure it might have slowed down a little but I mean in Florida right now just to give you a, a perfect example gas a tank of gas regular gas in the state of Florida in one week has gone up 20 cents 20 cents a gallon and to say that oh oh it's gonna be okay it's like no this was expected even governor DeSantis knew that it was that the price of gas was gonna go up and if gas is going up especially right now with a pretty rough winter up there in the Northeast and the Great Lakes and the usual places that have really rough winters I mean in Florida I mean we're supposed to be the sunshine state we're supposed to be the free state but yet we have a 20 cent a gallon increasing gas across the state and people are still coming here as a matter of fact uh, a survey by U-Haul in one-way rentals the only state that is having more people come to it than Florida is Texas Texas is number one Florida is two 
So yeah, we're. I mean, we are still a great place for opportunity, but Florida is having to make its own adjustments to handle all these people who are moving here. And that's going to require some serious wisdom from the state legislature and Governor DeSantis and working with also uh, local communities, counties and all that. Oh yeah, I mean, even the county I live in has had an increase in uh, people who are coming. We have people, we have people who want to live here, but they can't find anywhere to live. Renters, uh, we have a homeless problem even. You know, not to the same level maybe as a large metropolitan area, but we still, but we have homeless people here uh, in little old, uh, little old Suwannee County, Florida. So yeah, so the short-sighted, so there is a reason why having the right speaker, it does have consequences. I mean, they say elections have consequences. Well, there is a consequence to this election. And later on in the month, over in California, when the RNC meets to vote for its new leadership, yet yeah, that too is going to have consequences. So between Ronna McDaniel, Mike Lindell, and Harmeet Dillon, yeah, there's, there's even some funky stuff going on uh, with some of these uh, state chairs. Uh, like in Ohio, there's a... Um, they're uh, choosing their new state leadership over the weekend. So yeah, and there's some funky stuff going on. Even Florida has had a little bit of some hinky behind the scenes stuff. So no. Uh, so yes, between the speakership race and the RNC leadership election, yeah, those are gonna have consequences. And it's gonna have a lot of consequences on policy and a whole lot of other things. So yes, be sharp, stay vigilant, but don't be surprised if you're gonna have the Uniparty put some pressure uh, to have McCarthy, it, should he be elected, yeah, he's, he's, he's gonna have to be held to account because if he does and reverts back to his old ways, yeah, this is going to get ugly, and somebody's go and some group of folks are going to want to vacate the chair. I mean, it's just that simple. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to continue to watch this. I'm sure. I mean, it could go all the way through the weekend, but I don't care about that, and I don't care about the bruised feelings and egos of some of these supposed conservatives who are pro-McCarthy and are calling their colleagues all sorts of vicious names along with the media. I don't have time for that crap. The country is in major league straits and if you can't keep that focused, then why the heck are you in Congress to begin with? I mean, are you gonna be another one of those like in the Senate? with an R after your name and you'll vote for essentially the Democrats and the spirit of bipartisanship. Oh, let us hold hands and vote 
for the destruction of the American Republic. Yeah, this is why you better get it right this time because we may not get another shot at it. Period. End of rant. Ugh. Sorry about that, folks, but I, I'm just, my patience is worn so thin over this. It really is. But on a more optimistic, upbeat note, um, According to reports by the Buffalo Bills organization and ESPN, DeMar Hamlin has actually regained some consciousness, which is great news. Yay. But I have to give major props to Dan Orlovsky, who is a former football player and ESPN analyst, who went on the air, on live TV, and at openly prayed for DeMar Hamlin. I'm like, whoa! How about that? ESPN, which is usually pretty dang woke, but to have one of its people on the air praying for the health and the healing of a football player, I can I have a new respect for Orlovsky. I really do. And to have the courage to do it to a network that's not exactly the most favorable uh, to people of faith. But heck yeah. Dan Orlovsky, I give you a two thumbs up and a salute, sir, for having the intestinal fortitude and the steel in your spine to do an act of compassion and caring like that. So yeah, I love it. I absolutely love that. And so I continue to pray that DeMar Hamlin, for his family, that that young man continues to gain strength, to gain health, to be healed in the name of Jesus. And heck, I'm not even afraid to pray on, pray on the air while I'm here. Because if we don't have really a move of God, this country is pretty much break out the jam and the butter because we're going to be toast. And if we're going, if that's the case, then I'm going to pretty much not give up without a fight. They might win in the end, but I would rather. <laughs> Die on my feet, then live on my knees, unless I'm praying. That's it in a nutshell. So that sermon's over, but I am very encouraged by the reports, and I join my prayers with the prayers of millions of others who have been praying for that young man and for his family. And God bless each and every one of you. So at least I want to end today on a more positive note. And with that, my friends, I'm just going to call it a day. I'm going to go back and monitor the situation uh, with McCarthy. I think they're going to be going through round number nine here fairly soon. But anything that comes up, I will be putting it on my all of my social media platforms. So yes, 
we're we're going to be keeping track of that. And tomorrow will be the first WTF Friday of 2023, and I'm looking forward to that. And I always will tell people if you want to find the show, uh, give it give a link to your friends. We're on all podcast platforms. Just look for In Black and Right or my name, Jerry Brooks, and subscribe and follow along because 2023 is going to be a whole lot of fun, but it's not going to be easy. And that's the way I'm just going to do it. Serve it up straight and raw. So until tomorrow, my friends, for WTF Friday, take care. God bless you guys. And always remember, patriots come in all colors.